Hello and welcome to When Will It End, the movie podcast where we watch the movies and we are just trapped in Gotham and it sucks and someone get us out of this piece of shit city. It sucks ass. No one likes Gotham. It's terrible. No one should live there. All of it's bad. We watch the movies, start at the beginning, we watch all the movies. This is the end of our one of the one of the least consistent series we've ever done. We made it. I think you d- disliked it more than I did, but we're really going out with a fart. A big old stinking uh, yeah. bat fart. Oh, God. He makes the worst. Can you imagine the farts of a Batman? Well, I imagine he's getting a lot of intestinal distress from all of the just high-impact lifestyle he leads. Yeah. Not just his long-term girlfriend and he's getting punched in the stomach all the time, but, you know, he's eating what? Vichy Soise? He's well, eating... who knows? Alfred, yeah. as we learned in this movie, is decrepit, falling apart, and we assume that he's the one making his meals. Right. We have this old man, and certainly in the in the age of COVID, watching this decrepit figure, you know, staggering around a mansion, clutching his chest constantly, you're like, <laughs> you know, get that guy to a fucking hospital. That was the only thing I liked. I brought it up in the first episode of this of this verse. The way they treat Alfred is like, oh, he's just a, f- a friend of the family. He's, and Catgirl, whatever, Batgirl, I don't fucking know. She lays down the law. She's like... This is some imperialist bullshit. Set this old man free. The young radical Marxist Alicia Silverstone really uh, brings the the proletariat's plight to the fore in this uh, shit-ass movie. I maybe watched maybe half of this like in a watching way. And then I, I took a call from my brother. I heard more about my nephew. They're worried about him hitting his growth target. So I'm hoping I'm rooting for, hmm. for him. How do you uh, uh, played how do you some video game? That? You know, I well, I I told my brother that maybe it was his fault somehow, which I thought was helpful. Yeah. Um. So, so that was nice of me. Uh. You well, know, I, I checked the weather. I'm actually I'm I'm really curious about this growth target because it seems it's like something that's completely arb- like out of control of the parent. It looked it looked like you just hurt yourself. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm fine. You went, oh, and put your little knuckle in your mouth. And I was like, did he, did oh. he nick his knuckle? Well, I got, so uh, long-time listeners know I have eczema. It's been a chronic problem in my life since I was a very young age. And I'm currently experiencing, here, I don't know if you can see it. You want to see a wound? Oh, I can. Yeah, I see it. He's got uh, he's got some gross stuff on his knuckles, fans. Yeah, I got some eczematic wounds. So that's what I've been dealing with. Um, but I, I'm curious about this baby thing. Like, well, like do they feed your ba- the baby differently to try to get it to grow to a certain level like what's the point of this growth? i think he's resisting eating right now which hmm. is the problem because he knows he's already being judged and he's what a year old well it's funny because i was reading about this terrible ass movie by joel schumacher buddy you let us down uh he's apologized and, and, uh, many times uh, alicia silverstone had a horrible experience making this movie people were like fat shaming alicia silverstone i heard on the set of this movie. And it's like everything about this is just cursed and shitty. I was also reading about Schwarzenegger like accidentally drinking battery acid because <laughs> of the LCD lights in his mouth. Like everything about this was cursed. Uh. Val Kilmer didn't do this because he wanted to do The Island of Dr. Moreau, one of the most truly cursed films of all time. And by the way, the movie about the making of The Island of Dr. Moreau is absolutely incredible. Anyways, this whole movie is cursed. It's unwatchable, genuinely unwatchable. Yeah, it's bad. So about the Batgirl thing, like the, I guess I, I there was some, you probably read this too, but the costume designer who was like making sketches was like made a really 
mean sketch and like passed around the office. Everyone was calling her Butt Girl, which I mean, hey, I, I'd take Butt Girl over most of the nicknames I'm called. Sure. Yeah. That'd be a huge improvement for you. But yeah, it's, this movie's like, so I, I watched half of it too, but I what I did was I like watched exactly half of it. And then you were like, this movie sucks. Don't even bother, like sort of skip around. And at that point I was like, do I skip around or do I just tell Josh I'm skipping around and go do something else? So I watched up to hour seven and then just shut it off. Hour seven? One hour, seven minutes. Sorry. Oh, okay. Not a, not a, not. The I was seven. like, what? Fu- watching the Bellatar <laughs> cut of Batman and Robin? Yeah, I'm watching the Snyder cut. Cool. Um, we do have some important business to take care of. So fans of the show might know that Charles, like many of us, has a birthday. Mm. And like a good friend, I went out of my way to prepare a surprise for Charles for his birthday using a new internet service that I find very entertaining – And for the first time, it completely failed me and was delivered to me so late that I actually got it for free. But, Charles, (laughs) I'm going to send you a link now in our chat. Okay. And you're going to watch this. We can patch in the audio later, but I want to – you can watch (laughs) 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 it. I'm going to watch it on my end, okay? Hold on. I got to turn my speakers on just a second. Okay. All right, we're both going to watch this, and and obviously, listeners at home, we'll we'll post a link to this. Okay, <laughs> right. uh, should we just? I mean, it's going to be off sync, I guess. I'll just click it now. Hi, Charles. It's Kristen Chenoweth here uh, to wish you a very early uh, next birthday. Um, I believe I may be late. This is a gift to you from, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Josh. Sorry, of course, that's Hosh. Uh, he said that you enjoyed Scary Movie 4, which we call the third movie in the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying. That's not laughing. Charles, and it's in quotes, so I know that's not really your name. So I'm going to call you Janet. Betty... Happy birthday, first of all. You know, surviving uh, another year is, uh, uh, let's be honest, it's not impressive. But you do. You didn't get killed. You didn't catch a disease, which I admittedly a little bit more impressive now than it is. Hey, what a boner if, if you did, and this is going to nobody. My apologies to you. Sincerely, if that is the truth, but I doubt it. I, I imagine you're, you're healthy and happy and hopefully dressed. Uh, I can tell you that uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, I was told to to uh, tell you some some very long and boring stories, as if as if that needs to be told to me. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Why? Charisma shoots out of me like uh, fire color balls from a Roman candle. You heard me right. Fire color balls. Um, anyway, I want to wish you a happy birthday, but I can't at this time. My religion prevents it. So I'm just going to wish you a hey, hey, hey 
and leave it at that. I love you. Oh, my God. Let it never be said that I don't give you cool-ass birthday presents. Because, yes, listeners, uh, you – look, he needs no introduction. We got Craig Bierko ultimately for free because he turned it in so fucking late. And it, look, are you still watching? No, no, I was, I, I was, I was listening to yours. So that's a lot. You got a lot of cameo for your buck, huh? Yeah, I, so that's a long this is, one. This is my first cameo, so I don't know. Is like, well, congratulations. Well, no, I mean, I don't need to be congratulated by the gift giver. You gave it to me. Thank you. Well, you deserve it. Uh, watching the scary movies were, in retrospect, a real highlight of our lives because that's really one of the last series we got to watch together in person and we did it in a horrifying obsessive manner where we watched so many in one day so i thought why not relive the glory days of scary movie with our old friend craig bierko <laughs> we got to i mean if there's anyone who needs congratulations it's you for somehow getting me a gift and not having to spend any money on it yeah it's a big win for me and i don't want to lose sight of that you know, I originally, I like, I'm not going to be gauche and say how much I was willing to pay for Craig Bierko to send you birthday greetings. Wait, actually, can you? At twenty dollars, but <laughs> he was it was it was for charity, and it was so late that ultimately it, it defaulted back to nothing. So, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a win for us and for the podcast because the listeners now they know that we run in the kind of circles where we can get Craig Bierko's birthday greetings for free well, that's a, that's pretty cool that's cool i'll tell people rather than it was late that we just are actually good friends with craig bierko and this video was sent to me not through cameo is the cameo logo show up as like a watermark i'm i think so maybe i don't know let me check just rip the audio yeah i can just crop it he looks great <laughs> i love craig craig did a great job he really uh, leaned into this one wait does he have a craig bierko like self-portrait or something in the background there I did notice the painting. <laughs> I, I did. Obviously, I'm not in a position to ask Craig about it, but I like to think that Craig has a, a nice portrait of himself hanging. Wait, what it looks like is actually... I'm, I'm looking at it again right now. I, well, this video will be available so everyone else can dive into it like I am. It doesn't look like a portrait. It looks like it's literally painted directly onto his kitchen wall. That's amazing. Yeah, there's no... Like a fresco. There's no frame. And it just looks like he's... It's a, it's a Bierko fresco. <laughs> Bierko Fresco. Hmm. Wow. We should enroll his talent. I can see that we could do that. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel that a real celebrity, a bona fide celebrity who we have covered on the show, wish you a happy birthday? I I feel honored. I and I know that this is sort of like a business, but he did it well, and he sort of admitted that he was wrong, which is always nice to hear. But then he just like he he admitted that you were wrong for trying to tell him what to say because. He's the fire bucket, rocket ball. Okay, hold on. They, they specifically tell you to fill in in the box w- what you want from Craig Bierko when you solicit the, the considerable charisma of Craig Bierko. So I, I feel a bit like I've been you know, thrown to the bus on that one. Craig throws everyone under the bus. It's just one of the things you got to know about Craig. And yeah, I mean, I mean, does this change your thoughts on Scary Movie 4 now that you have this like closer relationship to one of its leads? Well, I mean, I, I feel like I always felt this way about Craig. I mean, it's really nice to, like, have a reminder, but that's sort of what, I mean, honestly, I don't really remember anything about Scary Movie 4. Which one was that? Oh, uh, that's the War of the Worlds one. He's he's the Tom Cruise dad. Yeah. Remember, he's always, the kids are getting hurt all the time. It's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that was, we sort of liked that one, right? Or no? It's no Scary Movie 3. Right. But the problem is Simon Fox is, like, $75 on Cameo, and I was like, I am not 
shelling That's out crazy. Her. I know, right? Like, look, Simon, you're hysterical in Scary Movie Three. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna split hairs here. But Scary Movie Five is a crime against humanity, man, and that knocks that one that knocks some of the the luster out of your star. That is so sad that that movie is like the most memorable, even though we didn't watch it. Like, I remember more from that movie for some reason than any of the other ones. I mean, I remember the one basic joke from Scary Movie Five just being that, like, essentially, you know, they had cameras, the found footage bit. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I remember nothing else about it. That shit was awful. But three was good. Three, three was good. Uh, unlike Batman Four, which suck ass. It suck ass all day. Which was bad. Um, Let me ask you this: um, How is your life different now that a bona fide celebrity has wished you happy birthday? So I just want to. I, I think the listeners ought to know they might miss this, but this is what makes Josh an award-winning journalist. He's asked me the same question a few times, and I haven't really answered his question. But rather than give up. And go back to his dumb little office and just write some dog shit piece of journalism and then read it into a microphone. He comes back at you over and over and over again like a wave, like a Batman butt. He is there until the end, until I answer that question. Like close-ups on cod pieces and assholes in a Joel Schumacher movie, I am relentless. That is one. I wish he'd up the game this time and... I know that he like right out the gate. We got a butt shot. Can you imagine if there's a little tiny hole in that in that pant? I would love that. Got a good look at the actual sphincter. Bat hole. Yeah, the bat hole. Um, so just you know, uh, cameo said they're going to freak out. They being you, make sure to capture the reaction, share it with us and Craig Bierko for a chance to be featured on cameo. So we did capture your reaction oh, to I Craig. See. So this isn't really about award-winning journalism. This was you trying to like get some more free shit. Okay. Well, sorry for trying to get the brand out there and getting your name out there. Sorry if that's a problem for you that I care about you so much. Wow. You never did share that link. I haven't yet. I want to see uh, what I actually requested of him. Oh, no. I meant the link to our our Patreon. Oh, my God. You still never did it. You told me you were going to do it, and then you never did it. Craig misread my instructions. I'm not trying to put Craig on blast right now. (laughs) He put you under the bus. Why don't you put him under there for a little while? I'm going to, in turn, as you put it, put him under the bus. Um, What I said was, can you make fun of him for telling boring stories and tell him he's the scary movie four of Friends? Thanks. That's, That's great. That's succinct. Um, I think he might not understand the phrase, the scary movie for of friends. Maybe that's where he got really confused. Well, I mean, I explained that we're podcast co-hosts. Yeah. And I explained that we particularly enjoyed covering scary movie four. And that it was his birthday Monday. Any, what I'm trying to say is I didn't ask him to tell a boring story. Right. He, I asked him to make fun of you for your shit awful stories. He, he misread it. He, did he say why it was so late? He did not offer an explanation. Huh. Man, what like I feel like being a cameo person is probably the easiest job you could ever have. Well, I got Allison a cameo of a, a, a reality show, like one of the lowest ranked reality show stars possible. Again, like twenty five bucks maybe, and he turned that shit around in a day. Exactly, it takes ten seconds. You don't even it's a one take. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of aggressive editing that goes into saying happy birthday to Charles. Anyone can do it. I could do it, and it doesn't even make sense, but I could do it. It would be sad. Yeah. If you like wish yourself happy birthday. I mean, I would hopefully it wouldn't be the only one. But yeah, that would be really that would be that would be a bad birthday. But I had a good birthday. Yeah, well, I want to, you know, just say that you, your wonderful partner Amy put together what I have to say is a very impressive 
present. It was amazing. Maybe the greatest present I've ever received. And I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold, whoa, 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 whoa. On the fucking, in the, the, the water is still rippling from the impact of my Craig Bierko cameo to you. And you have the nerve in front of our entire audience. Hello. Uh, to say that this trumps the fucking Bierko shout out. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I it, it's, well, so Amy got me a projector, 120 inch screen and a frame to set up the screen so we could watch movies outside with friends during a pandemic. You got me an old man for free, misunderstanding instructions and talking into his laptop. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. Hold on. Craig gave you a free slice of Bierko, and he's not old. He's older than us. So, Josh, here's the thing about gifts. All gifts are free to the recipient. He gave you a free slice of Bierko cake. Okay, when you put it like that, it doesn't look great. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, maybe what I'm saying, and of course I'd considered this before what I'm saying right now, our relationship transcends money. (laughs) It's not about the money. Oh, right. It's about the love. Yeah. And you know, Bierko okay. is a, a fine addition as the triangle. Imagine a whole episode, just you, me, and Bierko just talking shit. Oh. Can you, how much would that be? Oh, man. I mean, for a full hour? An hour cameo, yeah. Uh, oh, so saw four, there's, there's the Saw jokes in this. Anna Ferris only did it because she got a million dollars. I mean, this is a big movie, okay? Wait, what, sorry, what was that? Scary Movie 4. Yeah. That's a Craig Mason joint. I mean, it sure was. It felt like it. Yeah. I'm trying to find some of the great quotes you may remember from Craig Bierko, and I'll, I'll share them. That's nice. Oh, yeah. I've never been a good parent. Just ask my son. I did. What exactly is a cockmonger? That's not important right now. It's a good one. Yeah. Remember that exchange? I think I liked I'd have to listen to that, that episode again to really know what yeah. I felt because, again, I have no memory of it. But Can we pad out this episode with just clips from that episode? Josh, we've been going for like 15 minutes now. I think we've simply mentioned a butthole about Batman 4. So, yeah, we're doing great on the padding. No, we mentioned that Alicia Silverstone gained a little weight and was crucified in the press by it. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. And on set, which is like... Awful. Truly disgusting. I love that Bierko, the the still, you know, like the freeze frame image that shows up for the link is him looking very angry. It's a very intimidating present, Josh. Well, I mean, he's like a like a big presence. I've interviewed him in person. Right. Um, I remember. <laughs> me and Craig have a relationship, a professional relationship. Um, and, and he brings that energy really to the room too. So, I mean, I, I think I'm giving – see, you – how to explain this? I'm one of the beautiful people because I'm, I'm a journalist, okay? Mm-hmm. So, like in the 60s, me, Truman Capote, sure. Andy Warhol – a female celebrity, we would all be together laughing and laughing and drinking cocktails and trying LSD, having sex with each other, okay? You, I don't know, uh, you could maybe serve drinks at the party. Yeah, I'd love that. You could watch us fuck and trip yeah. and talk shit on like Tom Wolf or whatever. Sort of you know? complain about you behind your back to like my coworkers. Right. But when I go yeah, to yeah. see you, I'd be really nice. Right, exactly. Because, you know, service work. So for me, I let you into this world, this beautiful world that only Cameo can provide. And Cameo, if you underwrite podcasts, we've had a great experience with you. And we can share that with our listener. Yeah. 
Well, it it really made me t- made me tick- tickled. I got tickled. You look sadder than when we started the episode. Well, it's not a great episode, I don't think. We're we're really dealing with some. I mean, this is the highlight. I'm sort of just thinking now of where we're going. We have to leave. Yeah, these are the good days. <laughs> we have to leave the. For, Greg- for example, Mister Freeze says 27 ice puns throughout the movie. That's one of the better parts of the movie, and I'm not joking. You know how many lines he had? I think he had like 28. Yeah, exactly. It's oh boy. It is a light in the mood. The guy who played Bane died two months after the movie came out. His name was Jeep Swenson. How did he die? I'm looking it up. <laughs> yeah, get deep. Get deep oh, in God. the dark web. Do that little research. Um, and here I am on the dark web, imdb.com. So I always, as a kid, found this version of Bane very upsetting. So, yes, because like he's like a fucking medical experiment, and I, that that really upsets me. Well, so what is the story? I only know him through Dark Knight Rises. I, I don't. I never read Batman. I never watched Batman. I pretty much only seen the Nolan versions, and then the ones with Affleck. And now these, it's like going backwards. It's very confusing because there are. I don't know what the real who's the real Bane. Well, I mean, like all these characters, like I'm not a fucking bat head. I don't know all this shit. To make a long story short, um, it seems like the Nolan Bane, that's more of the Bane that people that like, you know, he's smart and capable, not just this Bane who's a big piece of shit. Okay. Who's just like a dummy. He is like. In this movie, he's like some random like murderer who gets pumped full of venom against his will and just becomes a big hulking moron who doesn't say anything. Yeah, it was really it, I think, bizarre. Yeah. It was so fucking boring. Well, it's also like, why pack in yet another villain to one of these fucking movies? Jesus, this movie sucked ass. Uma Thurman is fucking awful. Everyone is awful. Oh, sorry. Before we get too far, Jeep Swenson died of a heart failure. Um, huh. And famously, uh, James Caan and Hulk Hogan delivered eulogies at his funeral. So, wow. Do you think he uh, was actually injected with Venom? And maybe that's why his heart gave out so early? Well, it was either that or because he was over 400 pounds when he died and had a massive myocardial infarction. I never liked that word. Infarction? Yeah. It always sounds like it's wrong, right? Right. I mean, obviously you want to fill an infraction because that's a... I don't even know if that's a word, but it sounds much more like a word. Infraction is a word. Okay. I, I just didn't want to... Bother. I know that fraction is a word. I couldn't quite figure out what infraction would be. Like an infraction, like if you're doing something a little bit bad. That sort of a well, thing? Well, certainly one's heart is doing something a little bit bad when it stops working. So infarction, infaction, infraction, infraction. Um, so here's a fun fact about Jeep. Um, his WCW ring name, because he was a wrestler, was changed from the final solution to the ultimate solution due to protests from Jewish groups. The WCW claimed that they were unaware that the final solution was the name Hitler gave to his plan to destroy the Jews. I believe that this man had no idea, and uh, it's nice that he changed it. He's also a graduate of Robert E. Lee High School. Well, maybe he did know then. I don't know. <laughs> World's a confusing place. Isn't it really? Do you ever think yeah. about that? How like how can we ever know anything, you know? No, I don't really, no. I just sort of, you know, ride my scooter around town. Do you have a scooter? Yes. Of course oh, I have right. a scooter. You, you always try to get people invo- like, excited about the scooter thing. and No one remembers. I've told you this many times. I yeah, it's not my favorite thing about you. Oh well, that's nice because yeah, it's not really a, that cool. Man, I got to tell you, looking at the user reviews of this movie, the focusing on the the nipples, it's really wild to me that the bat nipples becomes such a 
Like, I don't like this movie either. But I like the nipples. But the nipples are, like, the nipples are one of the better parts of the movie. Yeah. Let's 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 spend a few minutes here, because I, I really think we didn't really watch the movie. We didn't have a plan. We had to plan, <laughs> just a Bierko plan, and that lasted 10 minutes. I feel like... Do you want to watch it again? Let's come up with a plan here. Oh, I yeah. love plans. I love rules. I think we need something to get us back into the episode. I feel like for, we... For our sports fans, what we're yes. doing now is calling an audible. Here it is. That's when in footballs, the guy with the ball who done throwed it, that's the quarterback. Sometimes they change the plan right there on the on the pitch. And he goes, guys, I know we talked about doing it one way, but guess what? I'm the quarterback, and I say we're going to do it a different way. You've already used this analogy before. So here's at least when I use analogies, they're very long and very boring, but I never use the same one twice. Honestly, egg on my face. You think egg you've on said my face. that? You've said that too. But yeah, okay, so now the rule is we can't repeat fucking anything we've said over the nothing. years of our friendship I'm on Mike. It all out. Anytime we repeat ourselves, it's out the window. Honestly, this episode, double everything. That's my I think let's do half an hour and then just <laughs> double it. That'd be good. Or we could just stop now. Like we could do a half episode yeah. because we only watched half the movie. Yeah. That'd be a real letdown I mean, probably. For listeners, people. honestly, if you like Batman and Robin, we would love to hear from you. Right. No I don't think anyone likes this movie. No, and that's sort of why this is like a real bummer of an episode for us and a bummer of a movie because previously in the past, you know, we've we've entered into the foray and the fray. The foray? The foray. The foray. It's French. It's French. Don't worry about it. Uh, we, we've it's entered ta- in I, I believe there. Italian. Yes. Oh, okay. What we do is we go in there like critics are wrong. Fans are wrong. We are right. And it sucks to come in there and also be like, yeah, we are right, but, you know, so is everybody else. When you put it like that, it does take a lot of the tension out of the episode. Uh, I found one thing that might be interesting to you. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think I found a straw man uh, that we can maybe swing at here. Um, can, you, can you? So I know I've seen a lot of the straw man and all these different fallacies. And I'm getting, I always get them all confused because, like, people use straw man fallacies when they're in a logical argument. Um, and maybe for other listeners out there who will also maybe have confused them, straw man is when they redirect the argument to something that they can tear down, even though it doesn't have to do with the original point. Is that what a straw man is? Well, I think you're adding some conjecture in there. But a straw man is essentially like you find something that you can easily tear down, as you put it. That's just a very convenient target. So it's sort of like if a scapegoat is like out of total convenience, a straw man is like, oh, my God, look at this problem. But it's actually not much of a problem. I find that very strange because for me, I feel like a man, a man-man, is much easier to tear down than a straw man who is obviously constructed to stand up. But I mean, it's, it's straw, man. I, I don't think it takes a lot of effort to pull. Str- it's like, what, some some bindings or something? I mean, it's not, well, it's I mean, not it's that strong. obviously staked into the ground, so you're going to have to take the stake out somehow. Like You, you think push- it's harder to remove a stake from the ground than it would be to say, I don't know, rip someone's limbs off or shred yeah, could, their skin? If we're just talking hands? about tearing something down, you could push me right over. Anyone could just really just push me That's right over. That's not a teardown. That's a pushover. Okay. Yeah, I am a pushover. I don't know that I've ever been called a teardown. I'm not sure what that means. Right. Yeah. And yes, is it easier to push you down than tear literally tear down a straw man? Probably. You don't weigh very much. No, but like that's what I'm saying. If once you're on, Once I'm on the ground, that's the end of that can't get back so you're up. saying uh, in your vision i'm gonna pounce on you and tear you to pieces the yeah. second you're right, i okay. think we should rename i mean i'm in this mood because yesterday we i was like that stupid expression you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs 
That doesn't well, it's mean- true. Hey, it's true. Nobody, it's true. But it's true, it's true but it doesn't mean anything. What hey, do you no, get out of that? The, the point is that, look, these people out there, and you know who I'm talking about. They think you can about. waltz through life without getting your hands dirty. Well, guess what? You can't make an omelet without getting some yolk all over the fucking stove oh. and your hands. Okay. And, yeah, so some you... whites maybe in your hair. Wow. Some, some whites? eggshell in the omelet itself. Like, it's not going to turn out well. There's no way to do it without those conditions. So I like this. So our interpretation, we were trying to figure it out, was like, because it's very focused on breaking of the egg, but the only way to use the egg is to break it. But you're saying you're going to get your hands dirty. You're going to get your hands dirty. Yeah, good Look, at the eggs. These people, and you know what I'm talking about, they I think do. you can waltz through life without getting your hands dirty. But the thing with making an omelet is you're going to get some yolks on the floor. You're going to get some egg whites up in your hair. You're going to get some eggshell in the omelet. There's no way you can do it any other way. That's really the like one that way you, you make an omelet. You're doubling this so that I don't have to do it later. That's very thoughtful of you. I'm saving you time. Okay. Yeah. This review uh, by Michael T. Brown Comets uh, is from the 9th of October, 2018. God, better days. Better days. Oh. Fall 2018. Mm. Those are pretty good days. They were great days, but they were pretty good. The name of the review is Peasants and Fools Listen Close, which, by the way, Michael, that is an absolutely awesome way to start anything. I love it. Okay? I'm listening. Yeah, you've got my attention. Yeah. You, and this is presum- presumably the peasants and fools of the title, do truly do not understand the subtle and beautiful cinematography that accompanies a truly thought-provoking script, lifelike dialogue, and amazing acting. How could you <laughs> miss the inlaid moral message hidden in this masterpiece? That's how it's written, masterpiece. Like Mr. Freeze, we all... <laughs> this, this is going to be so good. Good stuff. And Michael... <laughs> We get your sly wink, and it is delightful. Like Mr. Freeze, we all grapple with a need to freeze the world. Keep it contained in our own personal snow globes. Not mention the obvious gay subplot between Batman and Robin. Why else do they cast someone so old in the titular boy wonder role? Each interaction between them was so steamy I popped a rock-hard boner every time they were on screen. My only complaint is that they spent too much time on introducing this Batgirl and trying to turn Robin into something other than the gay icon he was meant to be. Very poor choice. And also, if you don't agree with anything here, you have to agree. If it has a Schwarzenegger, it's a 10. Come on now. 10 out of 10. How do you spell come? Uh, uh, In a somewhat boring manner. Okay. Well, you can't win them all. But he won a lot of it. Yeah, that was a good review, Michael. I, I think, uh, yeah, that's pretty delightful. I like it. I think if I do a letterboxed review, I don't know. What what should my letterboxed review be? Um, Maybe two and a half stars? I didn't finish it. Are you it. joking? Yeah, I'm joking. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's not good. Um, yeah, some people say that the worst case of groupthink criticism ever has been around this movie. What does that mean? The, the professional crita mob just held hands and jumped on it per their usual thoughtless whim and the general influence in the general audience, excuse me, just woke up on the wrong side of the collective bed that weekend. That's from Clark Ho five. Uh, do you mind if I ask you a question? Please. Uh, how does uh, Batman take his coffee? Oh no. He is Charles right now is being much the stinker and he is uh thrusting his 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 uh, <laughs> his, his uh, glasses to and from at the camera cuz he's being a bit of a stinker today. I'm uh just Charles curious. no. I, I I honestly I do not know wow. how one Batman takes his coffee. You'd have to ask Could him. Could you t- Okay. I did ask him. Okay, what did he tell you? Uh he said 
black. Like the night. Our, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think you just went ahead and broke the internet. R.I.P. the web. Bino.com. Help me out. God, Bino r- rules. Uh, I think there's one more that we didn't get to on our first episode, so... Wait, I'm sorry. There was some part of Bino.com's Batman section we did not get to the bottom of? That's, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm you stopped at uh, Spruce Wayne, but got another Spruce one Spruce Wayne is a good-ass joke. That one, <laughs> that one holds up. I mean, that's got the Lowell icon. It's All it says is Lowell. I, I didn't really realize. I thought you were reading like a text thing. Those are just like weird pictures with like trying to be meme I guess. They're like sub-meme joke, like visual I don't even try to describe them. We'll post them, you guys. We don't have don't to describe worry it to about you it because we're gonna. I'm gonna download all these to my personal computer, and then put them out on the Facebook and the now, Instagram. So you're not an app. You're not an Apple user. Oh no, no, no. I mean, I have an Apple phone, mm. but I'm not sure that makes me an Apple. I, this is an embarrassing story. I hope I didn't tell it before, but that's all right. I'll just double it, and we'll be fine. Uh, my phone broke. So I had to go get a new phone. But in the interim, I was helping Amy out doing a favor by doing some Amazon returns. And you heard me. Amazon returns. I'm not one of these losers out there boycotting Amazon. I'm feasting on the Amazon. I scan the Amazon. There's a fresco painting of Jeff Bezos behind Charles. It's hard to see, but uh, it's no frame right on the wall. Yeah. The bays. The bees. Is it the bees or the bays? Bezos? Bezos? uh, I like to think of him as bees. I think of him as Bay, though. I think Jeff is Bay. Oh, yeah. I mean, what if you're? What if a B were Bay? That's like that's Bezos. a great question. Like that B, see flying around there and buzzing around. Mm, B B B. Hey, what food if that, for thought. What if that were your Bay? And mm. also, what if that were Bezos? What if uh, to to get at him, you called him Bozos, <laughs> <laughs> like the clown. Ah. Bozo the Clown, bit of a right. bozo. Bozos. Bozos. Uh, Jeff Bozos. Bezos? No, uh, Jeff Bozos to me. I'm kidding, though. Honestly, Jeff, you make a great product. We love Amazon.com. Yeah, I man, would tickle your balls, man. Just The shipping is just, you're doing great stuff. <laughs> and if those workers really want to piss so bad, maybe they should work in a fetish club in Berlin. That's all I'm trying to say. I, you can't argue with that. But yes, go ahead. You were working on Amazon Returns. So I was doing returns and I, I got, so I brought up the, you know, you just bring up the barcode, they scan it. I had two though. And I was using Amy's phone and I brought up the one outside. So I was all ready. And then I tried to switch to the second one, but I didn't have internet. And the guy behind the counter was like, oh, that's all right. You don't have to go back outside. We have free Wi-Fi in the building. And there I stood like a fucking boy, like a boy in my little shorts, staring confusedly at this phone. I had no idea how to connect to the internet. I was with like a boy and an old man at the same time, confused. It's called a Benjamin about, Button situation, yeah. Yeah, I was definitely right in the middle of one of those. And he just looked at me and he was like, you should be able to figure that out. And I had to go back out. I, had, I went up back outside. I still, I still got the return happened, though. I still returned Isn't it. Isn't it ironic, Charles, that this internet... <sighs> This social media was meant to connect us, and yet yeah. we find ourselves yeah. more disconnected than ever before. Can you imagine your grandfather or your great-great-grandfather, perhaps, in a Coles in the year 1820, 
desperately standing there trying to connect to the internet? No. They were strong uh, men back then. Well, it would have been hard. It would have been very impressive if they were in a Coles with Wi-Fi in the 1820s or whatever. Right, because they just would have sent their wife or daughter or servant or something. Well, I don't know if you're uh, – I don't – okay. Uh, yes, I see what you're saying. Yes, they were probably too busy building railroad or like, well, getting well, immigrants mm, to build railroads. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. No, that's what I'm, that's what that's huh. exact. That's what I, I mean. That's what the, the point you were saying was. Yeah, look at us go. Look at us go, and here we are now. And this social media, there I, it I is. actually I call it a anti-social media. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean I call it a social media. Yeah. I also call it sexy media sometimes. Why is that? No, why do you call it that? Because you get a little sexy on. Yeah, a little bit. Because you're you know. you're posting horny on the main, as the kids say. Uh, several weeks ago it is weird i i once was like just hanging with some coworker or somebody i don't even remember who it was at this point but like just like you know when you get to see someone else's instagram feed and it's like wow lives this is like you you could watch a link later movie you could watch uh, a coen brothers movie all these movies saying like we are disconnected we will never understand each other but all you need to do is just Stand behind someone as they go through Instagram, and that right there, in one second, you'll see people. It's you'll never enter another person's mind. That's really, I mean, if you stood behind me right now, it would be anime girl body pillow. There you go, gamer gear. Yes, Uh, back scratcher, but funny. Wait, can you describe what is memes about? the Cleveland Browns things that are an insight into who I am at my core because I am my Instagram feed and I'm you know I'm happy when we get to that point in human culture when we can truly meld with the robots which I don't think can come a second look sorry Elon Musk I see artificial intelligence as uh, a thick bay and it's a thick bay and I want to ride those curves all day long uh, me and artificial intelligence. Okay, so, <laughs> so this is a different bay than the B we were talking about earlier. It's the new bay. No, not this isn't Jeff Bay Zos. This is uh, artificial intelligence is also bay, and I want to just if I could plug my fucking frontal lobe right into Instagram, right? In I there. could finally be actualized into the person that I am, which is a series of like data packets tied together by a single user. I mean, have you seen a uh, a picture of a brain? Yeah, gross. Not for me. Ugh. Well, no, no. I mean, like, like I know, I know. If you just look at those mushy parts, but if you like look at what the scientists see when a scientist looks at a brain, mm. it's all whiz bang blue shit. It's all like electronic currents. Uh, oh, okay, it there's is... green and red. There's green and red parts too, and some yellow. I've seen those. I've. Seen, I know what you're talking about. Pink it's not even. all green I don't and know. blue. But if you compare that to a picture of the underbelly of an Instagram feed, right? They're identical. They you could line them up. Put them on you top could line of them up. tracing paper. They yeah. look at the exact same. We're ready. I, yeah, I saw an interesting infographic uh, posted by a conservative news website, and it was about what a conservative's brain looks like. It was a cross-section, and part of it said freedom. Part of it said uh, Ben Shapiro. Part of it said free speech. And I was like, this – I mean, I'm not a scientist, but that sounds like what that would look like. And that was yeah. cool. I don't know who Ben Shapiro is, but sure. Well, don't Google him. No? Not worth You're the time? You're fine. You can live life happily and never find out. But do, do you Google know what... Ben Shapiro's sister singing, because that shit is a gift from God. That's a good one. It's um, just great. 
Do you know why uh, Two-Face is one of the better Batman villains? Uh, I say, I say, I say, what now? Because he is only half bad. Um, so that's sort of like a qualitative assessment of, uh, or quantitative assessment. It's quite literal. Yeah, I, I guess it was, But here's it, my counterpoint. His good side, quote unquote good side, doesn't really stop the bad side. Also, the, his good side is the DA, which we've learned over and over again is probably worse than the person going out and c- committing all these crimes. Yeah. Air quotes, if you can air call quotes. him that. Yeah. Uh, so has anyone you known uh, been disappeared by the Border Patrol yet? Or No. No, I don't. That's, I mean, no, I guess that's true. It could be happening in Boston, but not, not, nothing yet, no. Are you thinking of uh, singling out anybody to, uh, you know, get the old, uh, the old heave-ho? I got, I got some ideas. You got a list going? Me too. I got a list going. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very It's pretty short. good. Yeah. So far, it's... Um, Craig Bierko. No. No. I love my Craig. You don't want Craig to get disappeared? <laughs> No, actually, that'd be sort of funny. No, it I'd watch the least. movie where Craig played a, a, someone who disappeared. I think he could bring a lot of pathos to that. Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking is funny. Not the actual situation of a real-life Craig getting... That's the problem with, you know, actors. Mm. They so easily slip into the mind as the fictional counterparts that they always portray. It's the, it's the curse of acting because you're really summoning a, a human. And, and, and I love it when an actor goes, uh, <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I got to know that guy pretty well, talking about the person they played. And they're like, it was it was a lot to get inside their mind. You know, it's right. pretty fucked up. It was pretty fucked up to get inside there. You know, do you think uh, to bring it back to an earlier conversation we were just having, they might create like Instagram feeds for movie characters. So then all the actor has to do is sort of just scroll through the feed and then they will blast right in. They're like, yeah, you know, this guy. Like, let's say I'm playing Gandhi in a movie. I'd be like, Gandhi would have liked this photo of uh, of, uh, of uh, beer-battered fish tacos. Uh-huh. Yeah, that. He would have given that. He would have smashed the motherfucking like on that. I mean, he probably would have done it. I don't know if I would use the word smash for, for Gandhi. Tapped it. You tapped it in a well, peaceful he, manner. Yeah. I don't think. Do you, so when, when you like something on Instagram, do you double tap or do you hit the like? It hit the heart? I normally double tap, to be honest. It's more fun. Yeah. It I feel like I'm having more of a moment. Yeah. Tap, tap. I feel like Gandhi would definitely just lightly brush a finger on the heart. And then or have like, someone else do it for him while he was doing other stuff. He's a busy guy. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you think in, in the future, you know, actors to get into characters, because someday people like you and I, we could be the, the movie character of tomorrow. We could? Probably me. I've done more interesting stuff. You're kind of a, you know. I mean, up well, until today, but today I got a little message from a Craig Bierko, which Well, today I think... you were welcomed with open arms into the, the elite realm that journalists and actors, the, the rarefied air that we breathe together. But, uh, you know, if someone was trying to get into character as a, a Josh or Charles, you know, are they going to try to replicate our Insta feeds to understand what our, our worlds were like, you know? Yeah. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah. That's exactly what they're going to do. This is the future. We They won't even have to replicate it because we will live eternally inside the machine. Like in that Johnny Depp movie that rules. You ever, you know that when, when people say uh, the future is now, you know, people say I've that. I've heard that. It's very that confusing. That shit is cool as fuck to say. <laughs> I know because it doesn't make any sense. I'm and like, then you now? think about it. 
It's now? Oh my I god. It was tomorrow. I didn't know. No one told me. It's crazy, man. Oh, Thelma and Louise finished. I'll have to tell Amy. I'm Amy's watching uh I think she she definitely got this sort of the way that I got her present partially for me for Christmas. I think she sort of got this outdoor TV set up for her. She's inviting a bunch of her friends over tomorrow while I'm in New York. Stay safe. Uh, Why are you doing that? What are you doing? I don't know. Maybe you can you can tell me if you think it's a bad idea. So I'm going to... I can I'm tell getting, you off the bat, it sounds like a bad idea. Well, I'm getting a tattoo tomorrow. That sounds like a very bad idea. I don't but like this what, plan at all. And what I'm doing is I'm wearing a P100 mask. You have so many tattoos. It's unnecessary. You don't need to do it right now. It's a bad I know, idea. I know it's it's not a... But I think I'm doing it in a way that's safe. You know, I'm wearing but a mask. But you're rationalizing that, something that you know inherently to be unnecessary and risky. It's risky, but I think, given the risk, I have an appropriate response to it. But you've created the risk that you now are attempting to catch up to. Was the right. point I'm making? I know. So that's what I was like. Some people are getting their haircuts and pedicures. And for me, I would like I would never do that. But then I'm like, oh, why am I doing this tattoo thing? But I would create an open wound on my body during a pandemic. Yeah. So that's the that's the the, the middle ground you found to uh, some people getting their hair cut is I will open up my skin in a foreign place. Can can, vir- can it can I catch it through a wound? How, d- yes. You think so? Do you think it's in a pandemic setting? Do you think having an open wound is just gut reaction a plus or a minus well i don't know i'd have to like do a lot more research you i don't, don't know, how. know i thought it was just an open wound at a time of a transmittable virus that's aerosolized and spreading across the country like wildfire is having a wound good or hmm. bad a, a non-important wound that you've chosen to opt into and travel for all of that is a terrible idea charles you think so you have cancel? so many fucking tattoos. You're going to be fine to not get a tattoo right now. There's literally no reason to do it right now. Yeah. No, I, it, it's it's the only one. I have, I lost like eight appointments and I'm not going to reschedule fine. those. You don't. It's just do it later. I'm, you're covered in tattoos. I picked up a CD curbside delivery from a store today. I don't even want to go in a store vomited. right now. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's different because I... I did puke all over the fucking CD, (laughs) which was very embarrassing for both of us. Maybe it's different because I'm I'm working. I'm also working. Where I'm like, no, but I'm constantly with around people. Okay, listen to what you just said and add creating a voluntary open wound to that situation. We already talked about it. I'm covered in open wounds. It's not the same. Eczema is something that you deal with because God hates you. Getting a tattoo is your own decision. And the bad also one, because cancel God it. hates me. You think I should cancel it? No, yes, you should cancel it. This is stupid. Wow. All right. Well, I'm sorry I told you. I'm going to talk well, to Craig. Well, you should feel dumb. You should feel bad. Craig's always supportive of my decisions. Craig has not heard this, and, and you're non-consensually bringing in his approval to the situation. I think you should apologize to Craig. Do you think uh, we should... Try to. He, I looked at Cameo. There's a chat feature, and it's two. You're not going to change the subject. Don't do this. To, it's stupid. I'm mad at you. Fuck. You don't need a tattoo right now. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll look into it. Well, wow, this is if very you had to estimate how to many tattoos you had right now, if you had I, to estimate it's not how about many the tattoos, quantity. 
If you had to estimate how many tattoos you have, what number would you throw out? I mean, like, I don't think that's a fair question. I think you should be asking, well, for your point, because my number is going to be much lower than you think because they're all connected. So you should probably ask, oh like, my God. what percentage of your body is... What percentage of your beautiful Christian body is covered in ink? Um, and I'll include negative space because I do have a, uh, some line work and stuff like that. And, you know, people often don't understand negative space. It's as much a part of the art as is yeah. the... the uh, yeah, right. So 80. 80, okay. Yeah. Now... What what is how do we describe the situation we're in in the world right now? Good, bad, middle. What do you think? Pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. it's a bad time. Yeah, not yeah. great time. So uh, not not great. Okay. Well, I don't think you should do that. I think it's hmm. a bad idea. Okay. Even so, you think you? So I've been under the impression that it's something transmitted that you catch through breathing in. But you say you think it's if someone spits in an open wound. I mean, obviously, I would get something bad might happen with that. But you're saying that coronavirus saying, can float into my open wound. Yes, it could. And I think every vector point here. that you create in this is a new variable that did not exist before. So by traveling elsewhere, by going into a small enclosed space with someone for a long period of time. All of these things are massive vectors that increase the variables that you're facing at a time where it's very bad. Yeah. So regardless of the open wound situation, every single part of that leads up to a greater multiplier of variables you cannot control that are bad. It's true. Like, I don't like going to the grocery store right now. I know, but you gotta. Right. Do you gotta get the tattoo? No. So, what do you, I mean, does that, you know, full circle here? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to think about I, it. I'm less likely to travel to Boston to hang out with you if you've gone to New York to get a tattoo during a pandemic. As, as, especially New York, the former COVID capital of America. Yeah. Is yeah, no okay good. though now, right? Oh my God. Are you tr- are you trying to drive me insane? No, I I I not trying. It's a very bad idea. We all have given stuff up. I was going to go to fucking Japan, motherfucker. I know. That is sad. Right, so let's all not contribute to the situation to make it worse for everybody. Dios míos. I went to a drive-in last night and that was stressful as heck and that's not Wait, really? That was, you thought that was stressful? Yeah, cuz you're still around a lot of people and and like, you know, as my girlfriend puts it, like um, you can lower the risk all you want, but at the end of the day, it's binary. Like if if your risk proves to be wrong, that's just it in this situation. There isn't like a middle ground. You don't get sort of COVID because even if you get COVID and don't actively have symptoms, you could seriously fuck up everyone around you at work, at home. The risk is yeah. unbelievably high. And if there's things we don't have to do, we just shouldn't do them. All right, Josh. Well, I appreciate all the information. I'm going to think about it more if you go you'll be the batman and robin of people god damn it i'm always something yeah that's life um seems bloodborne trans transmission is there's no evidence that it exists you could be the guy they'll call it the charles hobby effect i cannot wait you just you just push me to go that's awful i've never had an effect i've always named effects i'm very good at that regardless of the open wound situation you're going to be in a small enclosed space with someone for a long period of time and that is completely 
obviously a, a dangerous thing to do. Mm-hmm. I have a, a mask that filters out. This is boring. This is boring podcasting, Josh. We should. No, this, do this is good. This is good. <laughs> we took a real turn here, and I think people are going to be like, the tone shifted. Josh is like earlier in the episode. I was sort of on the defensive because I didn't pay for Charles's birthday present. It came late. But now I found something I, that... I tried to pay for it, which I think deserves some recognition. It does, yes. But you were, I'm just saying you were on the defensive. But now you found something that you can like wholeheartedly get like really on, on pressure and like lose tr- all that stuff they were talking about earlier. Right, because I'm objectively right. And when you, you are objectively feeling... right that it is dangerous. But you're missing the point that I have a mask which filters out everything. Medical professionals are wearing them. But to think that you're creating a situation that requires that level of, of compensation for danger mm-hmm. is avoiding the fact that it is ultimately your responsibility. Yes. So, I would so being say like, it's... I've created a dangerous situation that I think I can mitigate doesn't really make it not a dangerous situation that you've created. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I think it is a dangerous situation that I've created and that I've come up with a way to not make it dangerous anymore. Not 100%. But neither is anything. I know, but some things we have to do. But this is safer than things, me going to work. But you're I go to already work taking four days on the week. risk of going to work and presented with this binary threat of exposure. Yeah. And now you're compounding that with something that you don't have to do. It's yeah. a multiplier. There's no other way to look at it. Right. So if our objective is safety, reducing multipliers is the simplest way to achieve that goal. That's true. Right. So I'm saying if you don't have to have a multiplier, you can just not do it and it's fine. That's true. There's no problem with that. That's true. Right. Uh, My friend said I'm starting to annoy her because I relate everything to Batman. I mean, I certainly understand this this series having a corrosive impact on our lives. Is this the end of this chunk? God, what a shit way to end up. Kung Pao Chick. I just read the wrong punchline. You just read Kung... I read that one to you. What's Batman's favorite Chinese food? Hey, this, this movie was racist as fuck. Yeah, so I think I didn't get to that point. What was, Holy shit! What was the what was that hate crime you were talking about? Well, first off, we have like the generic axis of evil part of the guys looking at Bane's creation, and they appear to be like Iran, Libya, and like random African general, which is such a nineties, yeah, shitty, lazy, like it's not even nineties, dude. They they do that. They've been doing that forever, like. I rewatched uh, Independence Day Resurgence. It still has that same sort of shit in it. It's just like, it's no, it's never going to go away. It sucks so bad. America is the ultimate terrorist. Not good. Uh, and then we have, uh, they cut to like one of the, the zillion galas that are attended in this fucking movie. Yes. Where they have like the Save the Rainforest gala with the people of color dressed as, I think, are supposed to be indigenous Amazonians. Yeah. That's doing what I, did. what I can only describe as a grotesque act of minstrelry. I think that's sort of when I was having technical problems and wasn't really paying i was paying zero attention to it but yeah that i did see one frame of of some of that bullshit it's and that's it's like that's just what it was happening back then it's crazy like that's not even that was like not even a choice by someone being like yeah let's let's like do this obvious thing it's like that's just like it was no it was no thought no thought went into that at all it's shit i don't know if it, th- there's Mr. Freeze's ambiguous girlfriend is black. I think she's the one black person with the speaking role in this movie. Yeah, and she says more. She has a higher pun ratio than Mr. Freeze himself. I think every one of her lines is a pun. Talk about a cold shoulder. Yeah, that's one of them. 
Um, so what we learned, uh, Batman plus wintertime equals dog shit. That's, that was your, that's your theory. And it's, it, I think it holds up. We're going to find out when we get to like part two of the Batverse. See, cause I, I doesn't dark Knight rises has some winter stuff in it. Yes. I believe another legendary turd, uh, is yeah. also a winter based film. God, what a, what a cursed series. I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. thank God we're taking a break. I could not, I couldn't turn around and do. Well, you know what we're doing next. Let's 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 wrap this first. Let's let's wrap up the whole series. Okay. We gotta just put a bolt in this fucking thing. Yeah, bam. Much like I hope to put a bolt in your dog shit plans to get a tattoo. All right, right we'll talk about we'll, that. We'll after. update listeners. We'll, we'll update listeners later. It'll be great. Yeah. Um. Okay. So here we are at the end of the day. A pretty sodden series. It's a little like Batman Forever. I think we both agree was the best movie of these four, and that's like a a fine movie. <laughs> it's yeah. like a movie. It was fun to watch, and I don't know if fun to watch really elevates a series to like. Like I found Batman fun to watch, and I don't love that movie. And you didn't like that movie. I yeah. guess we're really battling out over who takes number four. Is it a dead tie for four? Like because Batman return. Well, hold on. Okay, I have my ranking. I have based on my letterboxed reviews, it's two and a half stars, half star, half star, half star. So yeah, they're <laughs> rating wise. That's so because I, I think for me at a certain point, I don't really give many ones and twos. I feel like I don't really understand the point of the one and the two. I haven't figured out how to use that in my rating system yet. It's three or higher. I'm very you know well, cavalier with, you, with my threes and fours. With a two, you're saying it was pretty bad, and it's like. Fuck that! And for me, exactly, Why is pretty bad. That is that's not a fucking rating. Pretty <laughs> for bad me, if is I'm bad. at pretty bad, I'm just giving it the half star or the one star. I don't give a fuck. There's no two. It's like getting a D. Just fail the stupid idiot. Get him out of your class. Because a D is saying this person barely understands something, and that's not really useful. No, a C is important, I guess, because it's like there's room here. They didn't. But once you're at the D. You can presume fundamentals with a C. Yeah. A D is like they barely fucking got their name right, you know, but like enough right to pass. Like a D yeah. suggests that you could just have filled out the date correctly on the test and that somehow bumped you up to like a passing. Right. And that so, was basically yeah. my chemistry experience in high school. So like I wouldn't trust me. I passed chemistry and there's no universe where that should have been the case. Yeah. No, I, I just, yeah, looking at you, I can tell that you're no chemist. He's picking his nose. I had an itch. It's allowed. Yeah, it's allowed. It's fine. I wasn't judging. I'm just saying, you know. You D. don't think this bootleg Lana Del Rey shirt indicates, uh, conveys a sense of scientific authority? It's really good. I got the it tonight. Uh, I, I got it uh, at TD Garden. And then I went back to your house and me, you, me, and Eric watched The Phantom Menace. We sure did. That was a, what great, a night. great night. Um, yeah. So uh, to get the rankings correct, though. I do. I actually do have an order. It's on. I don't have any ties. I do have a bam, 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 bam. Would oh, you, do you care to share? You did set it up there, so let's take it home. Okay. Uh, number one, number three, Batman Forever. Number two, number. Fuck! I don't have an order. 
I thought I had one. It felt so good in my brain. But then just as I was about to say that Batman 1 was better than Batman 4, I'm like, but Tim Burton. But no, Batman oh, 1. come on. Batman, Batman 1 is 1. obviously the second best. You, you you hated it. I think it's a very watchable movie. I enjoy it. I don't love it, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Batman Forever is much more of a complete movie. Yeah. And certainly, I just don't like Tim Burton similarly, but not enough to automatically disqualify it. So 2, and 1, then, 3, I, it's 2. It's got to be... Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer elevates yeah. Batman Returns slightly over no, this movie. I would say three. Yeah, I, I'm. It's not even for me a question. This is the worst. I know I didn't finish it, so maybe I missed something. But you didn't. This you did was not. one of those like it sucked. It was a cash in. The dialogue sucked. Everything about it was just dog shit. George fucking Clooney. We didn't even talk about him. We're over an hour into this episode, and George Clooney what's was. The, but what's to say? The worst. He's he barely was, there. It sucked. Like I don't even know. There's like some, I read something online where they were like, Schumacher put a cowl over George Clooney's head from ER or something else that he was in. They're like, look at that. That's a face of Batman. <laughs> it's like, really? It's, I thought he was like the worst chin of the bunch. Not well, he, just cast, like, he cast him with Thurman from a photo. Jesus, this is such a weird world. Uh, yeah, I, I think even just without even the acting, without the story, without anything, Ranking the chins is the exact same. It's Kilmer, Keaton, Clooney. Clooney's not even Batman. His turtleneck sucked. Everything, like everything about him, sucked. And 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 if the joke of this movie is that it's campy and silly, and it is extremely campy and extremely silly, it's not funny, right? So it's if, not if funny. that's your excuse, doesn't work. It's not fun. Like that's it's the thing. Not, it's, it's a slog to get through this fucking movie. Everyone has such drastically different acting styles. Like Robin is the only remaining vestige from the third one. And he's still like holding pretty true to that. But everybody around him is like Clooney is out to lunch. Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman are like out of control. Thurman is straight up awful in this. And I, I, I don't really blame her because like I'm not sure how you could read that script and make it not sound fucking terrible. Because, like, pretty much everyone just, like, babbles exposition until they run to another character where they restate the exposition. It's really – and that's Akiva Goldman wrote this or Goldsmith or whatever. Like, he's, like, an Oscar award-winning screenwriter. Weird. It's going to be fucking – I heard it's, that it's, somebody blamed the failures of this movie is that they had to – they fast-tracked it because they wanted to just make toys or something. But I don't the, know. The toyetic thing, yeah. The, the, I think Schumacher puts a lot of blame on, on the studio for rushing it because of the toy thing. And I'm willing to believe that to a certain degree. But I like, guess so. But, I mean, at, at a certain point, you're still in charge of some parts of it. And I don't really know what you accomplished other than getting in your signature butt shot. And he gets the butt and crotch, like doubles of the of the crotch and butt in immediately in this movie. Right. And it's like, this is me, all right, here we go. And then maybe that was his, like, quick wink to the audience. Like, I'm here, but everything was taken away from me, so enjoy the rest of this shit. I'm going to get out of here right now. Yeah, we've seen the butts, we've seen the the, the bulges. The rest is just, I'm sorry. Which, it's a little disappointing, because the opening scene, up until things start happening with the ice skaters and the giant cheap diamond, like, the opening three minutes look great. I thought the new car looks cool. The camera work was really great, but it's like it's, you slowly can't even focus on it. And then the CGI You're standing comes on a, in. a dry patch in the monsoon of sh- liquid shit. So like, 
I don't know. I it's hard to look back at any of that. And not it's just what a shitty, shitty movie. Yeah, Batman. Uh, stay so out of winter. Uh, do we even? Do, so we this must get an MVP. Ugh. It must. I mean, this was your uh, thing. We could abandon the MVP and never do it again. I don't know. No, no, it's so fucking all or nothing with you. We don't have to abandon it forever. It's a binary choice, okay? You Are you comparing COVID nineteen to our don't. MVP ranking? Uh, you I don't know. psycho. If, if that's the what you got out of it, maybe. Um, I'll give it to Alicia Silverstone. She's great and full of pep, and she's just she was mistreated by the press, mistreated by the people who made the movie, given a terrible character to work with and it's none of it is her fault clueless owns except for the ending which is still pretty weird um alicia Mm. silverstone deserved better she gets my mvp vote she gets my mvp vote as well okay alicia there you go and uh let's give what series mvp because we're at the end of a chunk series Series mvp mvp um, is it true that uh, I think when when Tommy Lee Jones met Jim Carrey on the set of Batman Forever, like the story, and this could be apocryphal, is he was like, "I'm not impressed with your tomfoolery" or something. He said something like very Tommy Lee Jones to Jim Carrey. It's so nice, like about his buffoonery. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. You, you okay. Think of While you're looking it up, I I'm gonna award my MVP to Val Kilmer. I think he was the only person that actually was Batman. I think Michael Douglas was doing a weird thing that maybe Tim Burton like tried to see in the script this thing and he never really became Batman. I don't know. Val Kilmer was Batman. He was the best Batman. This is a Batman franchise. Uh, Val Kilmer was was the highlight, I think, of this whole verse for me. Okay, so the story that Jim Carrey told on Norm MacDonald Live is that he went over to Tommy Lee Jones at a restaurant and he went over to introduce himself and the blood drained from his face and he got up shaking. Wait, who's he in that situation? Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is, went, went white. Shaking in rage. And he goes to Jim Carrey to hug him and says, I hate you. I really don't like you. And Jim Carrey goes, what's the problem? And according to Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones said, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> Incredible line. Yeah, so Tommy Lee Jones, congratulations. You're the series MVP because you told Jim Carrey you couldn't sanction his buffoonery, which is such a Tommy Lee Jones thing. Like, I can envision him delivering that as though oh, he's yeah. on stage at the fuck at Carnegie Hall. You know, Clint Eastwood is another person I feel like, like this old man being afraid of this new way of acting and stuff. I don't know. I mean, but it's not even that new. I feel like there's a bunch of comedians that were crazy like Jim Carrey was. I guess, you know? He's got particular tastes. Doesn't like well, buffooning. When you're Tommy Lee, you know, you, you like what you like and you, you you know what you don't like. God bless him. God bless him. Yeah. Well, we crawled our way out of the fucking carapace of the, the first attempt at a Batman franchise. A miserable failure. Three Batman and four movies. Alfred is the single continuous character across the four. He sucks. Gotham could not look more different between the first and second half of the – all of it is a mess. They collectively managed to build nothing, a complete sandcastle, a disaster of a franchise. That's a Even if great you like point. parts of it, they, they could never get this to congeal. They really – they overcooked it. They rushed it. Just bad. So fuck that. One sec. I'm getting a call. Yeah, that's all right. Hello? 
It, you know, it was, it was a, one of these computer calls. Don't don't take that out, okay? People, the, this thing with the, the, these robot calls, I'm trying to record a freaking podcast. The robot knows that probably too. I cannot sanction its buffoonery. It sucks that they like know your work number. Yeah, because if this were your cell phone, like you just never would answer it. But they like have you tied to the this, this like you have to answer your phone. They call it the copper wire teat. Mm, eh, I don't think so. Okay, our next uh, series. Now that we've left the bat, we've left the dark alleyways of Gotham. Yeah. Where, Charles, do we go next? Well, we've made some changes to the schedule, but I think we're sort of right back on track. And this was a decision we made way back. And I think it'll be a nice respite. We are heading into the Cornetiverse. Oh, thank God. Oh, phew. Yeah. Oh, we get to watch some Edgar Wright movies. This is great. Things we love. This oh, is a good God. time. Shaun the like Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. This is a... We've had a strange... I feel like podcasting right now is weird anyway because you have... There have to, like, we, had a, we had a very weird way to keep podcasting through some of the worst history, well, eventual history that I've been a part of. Where like, we did RoboCop right as the protests were happening. We moved to Batman and that was... a absolutely we thought oh man this will be fun it wasn't fun so this is like really nice to know i've seen these movies a dozen times i already know i like i don't even know if i have to watch them again but i will because i love them it's gonna and be it nice. bears noting that nothing has changed since robocop and we should all be very aware of ongoing protest and very aware of the horrifying expansion of federal power that's seeing these terrifying things happen in portland oregon right now doubtless yeah. elsewhere and again as many have noted um People, if you're an immigrant or a person of color, the idea, the shock of the government uh, uh, disappearing you, that's a very like privileged revelation that the government can just seize you away and ruin your life and shunt you off into a horrific, shadowy system of, of uh, excruciating treatment. So we've got to wake up. It's only like this is the experience many people have had for a long time. And uh, we're making a lot of fun jokes about the state of the world. But uh it's very bad. It sucks. Yeah, it's Brianna it's, Taylor, it's, Elijah McClain, George Floyd, Tony McDade, all names you should remember, all messages and stories that we have to keep at the center of our lives cuz it's very bad what we've done. Mamma mia. Yeah. It's uh, Republic like I got I remember getting into not even an argument, it was just like somebody once said that like just Republicans are bad people. And I was like, mm, I don't know if that's true. I would say that Republican or like politicians are bad people, but I don't know. It's just becoming more and more clear that a large portion of this country are just selfish and do not care about anything because they make these claims about being patriotic and being against tyranny and all this shit. And yet in the face of tyranny, because it's not actively against them, they don't care. It just sucks to watch. It's just, it's really discouraging. Um, so yeah, we're going to have fun, you and me and maybe a couple of people who listen. But it is, it always is good to know that just because the news isn't reporting about protests anymore because, hey, they are peaceful. And now that there's like nothing left to say about violence and looting, which never should have been in the news anyway, it's like, it's still happening everywhere. It's been going on for months now and you should continue to educate yourself. Absolutely. 
it's a white supremacist nation. We benefit from that. And uh, I hope that we can uh, contribute positively to the country by not being huge pieces of shit forever. But we will continue being huge pieces of shit with our continued coverage of the movies where we watch them from start to finish here on When Will It End? Charles, do you have anything from Bino.com you want to share to to take us out? Mm, I don't... Have well, we exhausted the Bino.com well? Yeah, we got ham. We got the it's really movie. time to leave if we've... Uh, oh, here's one. Here's one. Here's one. Here's one. This is a good one. This is relevant to today's episode. Well, there's a couple. Mm, that was from the movie. Okay. Uh, Batman doesn't like going out on nature walks because like everyone he doesn't like poison ivy like i don't know uh, that's not a great one it wasn't good it wasn't a good movie so you know <laughs> fuck us good. right and Applicable fuck you joke. for listening <laughs> fuck just fuck it just fuck it <laughs>